Thank you so much for tuning in. I am extremely excited to share what I studied on today, coming from Psalms 145, 145, excuse me, verse 15. And it reads, the eyes of all wait upon thee, talking about God, and thou givest them their meat in due season. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 reads, There is a time for everything and for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Flowers are incredibly beautiful to behold, but nothing is more worse than a flower being placed on display that has not bloomed yet. And as people, we are like flowers as well. We must wait to bloom in our season. And we must learn to appreciate the time in which it's set for us to bloom. While waiting to bloom, we must not walk in the spirit of anxiousness and ungratefulness. And how do we combat that? By trusting God, knowing that God's timing is perfect. We often like to say so beautifully that God is a good father. But like a natural parent, God wants to give us things in his proper timing. Although we might pout, kick, or scream, his love for us will not allow him to give us anything that we are not ready for. I'm going to read Galatians 4 and 1. It says, as long as the heir is a child, he does not defer nothing from a servant. Though he is master of all things. I love my son Ethan. And I want the very best for him. But at his age now. He he is not ready for a car. He got some growing up to do. So spiritually and mental growth is essential. To receive the things that we are asking from God. We all know the story of the particle son and he, he he was an heir indeed but he got his inheritance and his blessing before his time so i'm going to read luke 15 chapter 15 verse 11 it says then he said a certain man had two sons the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of good that falls to me So he divided them in his livelihood. And not many days after that, the younger gathered all together and journeyed to a far country and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in the land and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country And he sent him into his field to feed swines. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, 
He said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? As we can see, this prodigal son had gotten what was supposed to be divided to him prematurely. He asked his father for his inheritance. And we all know that when an inheritance is given, that someone has to be dead, right? You only inherit things from someone who has died. His father was yet living, but he wanted his inheritance. He had gotten his portion prematurely. He was not ready to receive what he was getting. Some things can be it some things can be for you, but it's just not might not be the right timing. Does that make sense? Like it's it's yours. It belongs to you. The thing that you wanting and desiring and ask for, it's it belongs to me. It's for me to ask. It's for me. It's for me to have, but I have to get it in the right timing. Getting something that is for you and getting it prematurely is just as wrong as it not ever being for you in the first place. It has to be given in the right timing. Signs to know when something is not in God's timing. Now, these are just my personal thoughts of what I think are some of the signs to recognize when we are getting something prematurely or getting something out of God's timing. Here are some of them. There is there there is no peace or air of grace upon it. There is no peace or air of grace upon it. Two, the feeling of toiling or stress will weigh on you. The feeling of toiling or stress will weigh on you. If there's any manipulation or lie used to obtain it, that is the number one sign that it was not God's timing to get. Okay? If it's too much of our hands being put in it, that is another sign that it was not God's timing. When it's God's timing, there is a sweet rest that comes with it. There is a peace that overcomes us. There is no fight. There is no friction. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. We will not be sorrowful for what God gives to us. For example, if I go on a lot and I decide, "Mm, I'm going to go purchase a new vehicle. I'm going to go purchase a car off the lot, right? And then I begin to struggle with paying my car note from month to month. And I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul, as the older folks would say. And I'm just really scrambling. I'm now I'm it's to the point now I'm hiding the car from getting repossessed, you know. 
I'm a firm believer that that was not the timing for me to get a car with a note. And, you know, it's real good, you know, to drive the latest car. You know, you want the 2020. You want the, the most updated vehicle. But if God got you in a bucket, embrace your season. Embrace your season. If you in a 2001, 2003, in the early 2000s with your vehicle, just be grateful. If that's the season that you're in and just embrace it because there's going to come a time where you and I can go on a lot and purchase that vehicle. Um, I put that down payment on that vehicle and drive off that light, lot off that lot with that new 2020, 2021 car. But if that's not the season that you're in, it's going to be very evident that you're moved out of your season when you begin to have so much sorrow with it, not being able to pay. Because anything that God blesses us with, we want to understand and know that God's going to make provision for it. Even with the home, even with the home, for example, if you're in a studio, I I lived in the studio for three years. Me and my husband, we lived in the studio. I'm so unashamed to say that. And I'm, you know what? We embraced it. That that was our season. That's what we could afford at that present moment. But when God was ready to elevate us and ready to move us, he had in our and he made a way out of no way, you know? And I'm so grateful. We're living now in Bixby Knowles and we love in our new place. And we and, and our God gets all the glory. Our rent is whew, a little more than what it was, you know? But we're so grateful because we know that it was the hand of God. It was the move of God. It was our season now to finally be elevated. And because it was it was God moving us into our new season. We are now now not worrying and stressing about paying rent. God has made total provision for us. And we are so, 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 so grateful. So if God does take you from a studio to a two-bedroom or three-bedroom or, or purchasing of a home... That means that he's going to make provision for you because you are now operating in your season. Okay. Um, some of the things I'm going to talk about this. Some of the things that we are even praying for and asking for what God requires a new version of us. Some of the things that we're talking to God about and asking him like, Lord, I'm. I want you to do this, God, and Lord, I, I want you to send me a husband. <laughs> I mean, that's just one of the things. I mean, that's not that's not everybody's prayer, but I'm, that's just one of the things. But God wants to make sure that we are ready for the things that we are praying for. Our God, I want a new car, but we're not showing God that we appreciate the car that we have. For example, we don't go get it clean. 
it's filthy, we don't check the oils, we don't get the oils changed, we don't even put antifreeze in it, we don't do nothing. I mean, if we are not appreciating the smaller blessings, how can we appreciate the bigger blessings? The Bible says, if you be faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over much. Even when we want a bigger place, if we're not keeping that place that we, we're living in um, well kept and smelling good or whatever, we're not keeping it up. Why would God want to elevate us and give us something bigger when we're not taking care of the things that he has already given us? So we show God that we appreciate what we have by how we take care of it, if that makes sense. All right, so some of the things that we're asking for does require a new version of us. And I'm going to read Mark 2, 22. Mark 2, verse 22. And no one put new wines into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst. The wineskin. Let me read that again. No one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. And what I get out of that is I have to have a, when I say a new version of me, my mind has to be changed. I have to have a new way of thinking. Romans 12 and 2 talks about being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that verse to me is saying, you know what? Hey, you can't receive new things with the old mindset. You need a new mind to receive new things. Okay? I the way my thinking now cannot receive the new blessings that God is trying to bring into my life. I have to become a new version of me to receive some of the things that God has set up and in line for me. Okay? And I want to talk and in my closing, I want to bring out Jeremiah 29, 11. We must understand, first of all, that God has a plan for our life. We are not aimlessly here. God has a plan for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil, but to give you an expected end expected and how many of us and myself are expecting good you know we're not expecting bad from God right so he said he's going to give us expected in so in the end I'm expecting to be happy I'm expecting to be fulfilled I'm expecting to be complete and so whatever God has for us is going to be fulfilling it's going to make us happy it's going to bring us joy it's going to be bring us peace So while we're waiting for God and waiting on our season, we have to trust the process that we have to go through in order to receive from him. We have to become a, um, we have to get our minds renewed. We have to become another version of ourselves in order to receive some of the new blessings that God has for us. That's why it's very important not to be on for, I'm just using this as an example, not to covet what other people are doing in their season 
you know, and, and uh, or what other people have going on. And, and, and social media really has created this whole um, keep up with the Joneses mentality if we're not careful. Um, we can see someone, we can, God can probably have just blessed us with a car. I keep talking about cars, but I'm just using this as an example. But God could have just have blessed us with a car, but then you see your friend got a brand new car. Then you're like, I don't even want this car. I Now I want a brand new car. It's nothing wrong with wanting better. There's nothing wrong with wanting better. But where is our heart behind why we want what's better? Is our heart as our heart wanting things, are we despising the things that we have and wanting better to keep up with other people? Are we just solely just want better? So that's something for each and every last one of us to search our hearts and to um, and to um, to see. Um, listen, even when it comes to dating and relationships, I listen. When I first came to Christ, I'm going to share this really quick and we're going to wrap it up. I was like, eh, I'm going to be single. I wore a purity ring. And when I say I was truly single, I was truly, truly, truly single. No flirting. No exchanging of the numbers. I'm not in your inbox. I'm not on no date. None of that. And that was just that was just my preference or whatever. That was just something I decided to do because I felt like I always felt like I needed a man to feel complete. And so I just wanted to enjoy a few years of my walk with Christ without feeling like I needed a man to complete me. And it wasn't it it it, it happened for me when it was it happened for me because I totally wasn't concerned about it absolutely at all you know and so what I'm trying to say is let's wait on our season some of the things that we're desiring if we just get so lost in him and that's what I'm trying to say I was just so lost in Jesus that that it just bumped into me and you know my husband just bumped boom you know or whatever and so that's kind of how it is like when we get so lost in the lord and seeking him the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything else shall be added that's the that's the truth you know that's matthew 6 33 as we continue to seek god and make him our sole focus you know make him our very our very focus everything else is going to be added the dog the picket fence the house the man if that's what you're desiring i'm just throwing it out there but it those are just add-ons but god is the true prize so as we just seek him you know those things are gonna come and we gotta take the limits off of god we have to and another thing we also have to do is stop allowing lifetime clock to frustrate us and what i mean by that is so I don't know where this came from, but there is this notion that tells us that we have to buy a home by a certain age. We have to already been graduated from college by a certain age. We have to have our first child before 30 or married at a certain age. And, and so when it does not happen at that age, 
when it does not happen at that age, there is a level of frustration. There is a level of anxiousness that comes like, oh, is it going to ever happen for me? Abraham and Sarah in the Bible, they were in their old age when they finally received the promise that God had for them. And the and they enjoyed their son in their old age. God did the very thing that he was going to promise them. And I'm not saying you, we're going to have to wait till we get old to get some of the things that God has promised us. But what I am saying is it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Just how it came to pass for Abraham and Sarah is going to come to pass for you. And it's going to come to pass for me. But it's going to be in the right season. And that's what we want. We want it in the right season. We don't want anything premature. We want to be ready, ready mentally and spiritually to receive the blessings of God. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. So as our souls begin to prosper and um, God's going to begin to flood in the blessings and we prosper our soul by growing in God, praying, um, reading his word and getting a closer relationship with him. So as our soul prosper, God's going to prosper us. And so I thank you for tuning in. I thank you. I'm sorry. I was here, here, there, and over there a little, I had so much to say and I hope I, I, I was able to share all of my thoughts in this short period of time. And I just pray such a blessing to you. And I pray that we continue to wait on the proper season that God has for us. And that we don't get anxious and we don't be, look at other people and what they have going on and, 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 and trying to keep up with other people. Let's just wait on our season. God's going to do it for you. He has not forgotten us. He knows our name and we are special to him. And he has a special plan just for you and I. God bless you.